2: there and deal with slay p dude <laughs> teammates played great and we um came out with the victory you know i'm just trying to really get my my nba 2k rating out i, can, I, can, I just cannot take I, can, I, 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 I,
3: just, I, I can't take it you know it's 12.02 right now if they want to fire me at 12.05 i'll go home and find something to do all the day
2: Welcome to the award-winning RotoWire Fantasy Basketball podcast, sponsored by DraftKings. It's Friday, December seventh, twenty eighteen. I'm Alex Berutha. Sitting next to me is Shannon McEwen, and on the line, as always, is Ken k train Kreitz. This podcast is available on iTunes and Stitcher as well, so you can feel free to leave a nice review or listen and download on the RotoWire website. Um, we are going to talk point guards today um kind of in the middle of the show after we do some news and before we do some dfs picks uh i guess to start things off brandon ingram is going to miss uh the lakers two-game road trip with an ankle issue uh shannon is ingram still one of your favorite breakout candidates or is that kind of fizzled um as we have as we've seen him struggle to mesh with lebron here
4: long term, I still love Brandon ingram um, for this season it 's hard to get too hyped about it at this stage i mean he 's averaging fifteen point two points four rebounds two point two assist under uh, about uh point seven steals point seven blocks <sighs> you know only point seven three pointers he just hasn 't hasn't took a step up in any category really i mean it's pretty close to his production from last year. Even down a little bit. I mean, particularly the assist category, um, he really thrived last season, especially yes. when Alonzo Ball was out. Um, that's not going to be the case now because you still have Alonzo Ball still on the roster. He's healthy this year. And then you have LeBron James, who's dominating the ball. Um, add, add in Kyle Kuzma, who who's playing relatively well. Um, and it's just hard to envision Ingram taking that step up uh, with the current lakers team i mean he needs to improve his three-point shot he needs to make more of an impact on defense um he has missed a few games with with injury or with suspension so that's part of it but i'm not as excited about his his prospects for this season and i also believe that his lack of a jump up in production means there's a very good chance the lakers trade him to add pieces Mm -hmm. around lebron if that happens this year in season, I don't know. Um but if Ingram, I still love his pedigree. I love his upside, his ceiling. Um but I also think that for him to reach it in the you know, this either the second half of this season or even next year, it might have to
1: be on a different team. Yeah. You know, as, a, as an overweight ahead, 49-year-old, as an overweight 49-year-old, his skinniness always scares me.
2: Yeah, it's not great. I mean, so, driving to the basket so I mean that's something we've seen. Giannis, I mean Ingram's Ingram looks about as skinny as Giannis was during Giannis's rookie year, right. and we've was. seen emphasis on the was was exactly. And we've seen how Giannis putting on a lot of muscle has completely changed his ability to get to the rim, um, take advantage of his length by actually being able to post up somebody and do a little hook or some move where he doesn't get pushed around. Um, I do want to mention before we get to our second official piece of news that Joel and B just got ruled out. Um, oh. for tonight's game. I know.
4: Uh, my DFS audience um, were built around him right. because he was gonna, <laughs> destroy. He I know. Was gonna destroy Drummond again.
2: Damn. I, I know. I had him listed in the in in my uh in the in the rundown here as a DFS pick. Uh. Um so basically, long story short on that, it's just a rest thing. Um and so that's
1: his first rest, right? It
2: is That'd gonna be, be cool. the first game he's missed this year. So we don't really have any uh, data this year. Dario Saric isn't really in the picture, so it's probably going to be a lot of Mike Muscala and Amir Johnson at center. Um, I those are both pretty subpar options. I mean, it's
4: just it's going to be the Jimmy Butler and Ben Simmons show. I True. mean, that's really the way to look at it. Um, yeah, and I think both those guys are going to have huge nights now.
2: Yeah, you could you could run. We can talk about this more when we get in the DFS sure. part. But I think you can do like Butler Simmons, maybe Drummond because Embiid's out. Absolutely. Um, he's discounted, too, he is. Um, on
4: a lot of the sites because he was playing against Embiid, and he's garbage against,
2: against Philly. But with Embiid out, uh, I could certainly see Drummond being an option. A lot of value options um, that we'll get to later. Um, but, Ken, you have some news from Milwaukee for us.
1: Milwaukee, yes. Chris Middleton not on the injury report for Golden State tonight after missing Wednesday's game. Alex... What? I'm kind of confused. What's going on with Middleton and the Bucks?
2: It's not exactly clear. Like all all that we really know is that Middleton got benched for the second half of the Bucks game against New York. Um, I think it was mostly. It seemed kind of effort based, shot selection based, mm. and then he was a late scratch for the next game for quote unquote personal reasons. Maybe he did have a family emergency. It happens. Maybe he and Buechenholz are still. Um, had words with each other, and he just kind of set the game out. Um, but Shang, you were at that game. I was
4: at that game. Um, the Middleton thing, there's not, there are no details that have come out, um, really. But the the buzz about it is, it was purely a personal reason that had nothing to do with the fourth quarter benching. Um, again, there's no like concrete comments coming out from from Middleton or the Bucks Um, but there are some reports that it had nothing to do uh, with with the fourth quarter benching so it's probably just personal everyone read into it a lot people thought maybe he was on the trade block Uh, I I don't think that's the case at all and Middleton is going to be safe to play tonight. He's yeah. he's discounted right now, too, because of that fourth quarter benching and because he missed the the previous game. So I think he's a
1: very good option for DFS tonight. Um, or maybe maybe folks a little hypersensitive, knowing he's a free agent at the end of this year.
4: It's possible. I mean, that's certainly I think that's part of it. Um, but yes, I was at that game and it was awesome. Uh, Set courtside for the first time in my life. Ooh, Highly nice. recommend ever, anyone do that if, if you can. Um it's expensive obviously but there are some some benefits to it one all inclusive you got you get free parking you get free free booze free food um, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. you fa- that fact, factor that into the ticket price you know if you're dropping 100 bucks on all that stuff when you go to a game if you're buying five or six beers factor that in and then uh, my my personal <laughs> tip for if you want to get closer podcast sci-
1: not for children
4: right right <laughs> um <laughs> My, my personal tip if you want to hunt for, for courtside seats is, one, do it on like a Monday through Thursday night during the school season. Make sure you're in a market like Milwaukee or Detroit or Minnesota. You can't do this in like New York or L.A., obviously. Um, but make sure you're in a market where they're they're attainable. Uh, make sure the opponent is a garbage opponent like the Pistons. Uh, yeah.
2: that, that helps. Pistons still have a star player, though. Yes, like, yes so they So you do. get at least one star player. Yes, they do. Um, yeah.
4: But still, no one's going to pay to see Blake Griffin at this stage of his career. Uh, so, you know, th- those are the things. And then you just wait until the day of. Buy, buy the tickets a couple hours before. I mean, the tickets I bought were half the price they were two days prior. So just buy them the day of, and you can get them. And I probably, you know, if if I factored in everything I ate, drank, and the parking, you know, if I would have sat 20 rows back, I only spent an extra 20 or 30 bucks.
1: And the beers, were the beers brought to you as well? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> that's worthwhile. Yeah, that's a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a big bonus. You know, I have sat courtside once. It was for the last New Jersey Nets game. Oh, wow. And I had Evan Turner kind of fall on me. I made a joke about his Ohio State education. And he actually looked at me and agreed. It was it was the <laughs> weirdest moment. And uh, Jay-Z was across the court with Beyonce then because I think he at the time he like sort of owned some of the nets to make them cool before going to Brooklyn and was mm-hmm. like contractually obligated to make appearances. And he just was like just for parts of the second quarter. And then you could see he was like, all right, warm up the car. Get me the hell out of here. Yeah, it <laughs> was that era. Um, right, he's looking across the court at me, going, "I shouldn't be here." Yeah, right. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, i I don't know how to transition out of that. But the Jazz got blo- <laughs> that blew out the Rockets yesterday, uh, uh, one hundred eighteen yeah. uh, to ninety one. The Rockets had an eighteen point first quarter and an eleven point third quarter. Also, just some interesting stats from this game: the Jazz had four mid range points. And seventy points in the paint, um which I thought was kind of a ridiculous stat, something I was not expecting. Um, but I guess my broader question, the Rockets are gonna be paying chris Paul forty four million dollars when he's thirty six. This is the, <laughs> the, <laughs> you're already laughing. This is the first year right now that we've seen him have some tangible decline. We'll see if it continues. They're also going to be paying james Hargan forty four million when he's thirty two. He has a player option for about forty five the next year. What is the trajectory, in your opinion, of this franchise at this point? Because we saw Daryl Morey previously. He was always like, oh, we have to get the best value on every single deal. We're going to try to take these guys and and flip them into these superstars. And now he has the superstars. And then he immediately gave Chris Paul too much money.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I credit Nerd Elvis for being all in uh, and probably realizing he might be near his – time being done when Houston um, you know be someone else's mess to clean up sure but you know he's all in it's a high-risk game and now this is the dark side of when you lose the high-risk game but if you were a Rockets fan what what would you be thinking Shannon
4: well I mean everyone knew when Chris Paul signed that contract the end of it would be ugly mm-hmm. all right now I actually would argue he hasn't really declined that much I mean especially from a fantasy perspective Based on game averages, he's the 21st ranked player on Yahoo. Like, has his scoring dropped off a little bit? Assist, yes. But he's still averaging sixteen and a half, four and a half, eight 8, with two steals and two three-pointers per game and decent percentages. That's... That's elite production. Like he wasn't, he wasn't drafted in the top twenty five in any of my drafts. I don't believe um, he was. He was discounted this year. A lot of people thought he was going to drop off a little bit. So the fact that he's producing at this clip from a fantasy perspective, I don't believe he's dropped off. Um, now the team obviously has been underperforming, but still they're only a game and a half out of the playoffs right now. A game and a half. You've got Dallas at twelve and eleven.
1: The entire West is like only a game and a half. I'm I know, I know, I know, exactly.
4: <laughs> but but that's the thing, like none of none of it I mean, you've got Portland at fourteen and eleven, Dallas at twelve and eleven. Dallas has been playing great. Um, they're 7-3 and three over their last 10. I don't think Dallas is going to make the playoffs. Not when you have teams like Utah, New Orleans, and the Rockets and San Antonio. They're all only one or two games back from them. Um, those teams are all going to play better. As long as Paul and Harden are both healthy, this team will be fine for this year. But yes, in a couple of years, it's going to get really ugly for them.
1: Well, Alex, what concerns you more about the Rockets and last night's blowout loss? Is it that they only scored 91 or is it that the Jazz shot over 50 percent from the field? I think it's the Jazz
2: shooting over 50 percent from the field. I mean, especially like I mentioned, they just destroyed the Rockets in the paint. And if Clint Capella is not being a rim protector and if the wing, you know, if the perimeter, if the wing defenders, on uh, the Rockets aren't doing their job, then I mean, this team can't it just can't survive like that. There's they have to be a passable yeah. defensive team. They have to have rim protection because they already allow they already allow the second most three-point attempts to opponents um in the NBA. So if those are falling and the opposing teams getting to the rim, they're just it's they're going they every game is going to be bad. Yeah, they're going to be a 500 team yep. if that keeps going on. Um,
4: And I'm not sure. I know Capella actually ranked pretty high in most advanced defensive metrics last year, but he's given up a lot of big games. Like I mean, to Andre Drummond and Carl Anthony Towns and some other players, where I actually, I I, these defensive ratings are uh, kind of misleading. I don't think. I think quick Capella can can block. He picks up block shots. He does change some shots, but I don't think he's that great of an interior defense. Like, he's not Rudy Gobert, obviously. Wow. Uh, he's yeah. not Joel Embiid. Um, because at the same time, I mean, Andre Drummond, there's another guy who he ranked second behind Rudy Gobert in defensive rating last year. And I can tell you that Andre Drummond sucks at defense. <laughs> like, no question. He is not a good defensive player. So
1: Shannon is such a homer
4: oh he's he's really <laughs> a horrible defensive player and I think Clint Capella is kind of like that I think there are some things that he does well that increases defensive rating he gets block shots but I actually think in reality he's not that good at defense
1: they well there's always the white side uh aspect of selling out for blocks meaning open mm-hmm. you know you you're so desperate to pad your block shot stats. You're giving easy offensive rebounds to the opposition. You're going to have some block shots where you, you should really stay to your man instead of helping out. Uh, so there is a bit of an eyeball test there for sure.
2: True, and I think the Rockets actually got a reasonable con. They signed Capella to a reasonable contract. That was a huge kind of discussion this offseason. A were long time. To- right? Yeah, I mean, they, they held off for a long time. They're paying them, um 15 this year, 16 The next year then 17 then 18 then 19 and he's 24 right now um and i think that's kind of the going rate like for just the rim running center um so i don't they at least didn't overpay for him
1: um but all right guys well it's kind of a kind of a slow news day so i threw in uh, a shocking stat i noticed the other day so let's talk about cleveland and the problems they're having um so throw out kevin love because he only played four games Mm-hmm. Who do you think leads the Cavs in assists? And and more more importantly, how many per game do you think he has?
2: I that's tough. I mean i I want to say Colin Sexton.
4: It, I, I don't
2: think, but I can't imagine. I don't think it's not going to be Larry Nance. I mean, Larry Nance can pass the ball, but I don't think he's done it.
4: I'll go. I'll go. Jordan Clarkson, three
1: point two assists per game. You're being too generous. It's think, George wow. Hill. George Hillett, but this is the scary part. At two point eight a game. He's leading the team with two point eight assists a game. That is that just makes me want to wretch. And similarly, again, love's out because they only played four games. Who's leading the Cavs in block shots and how many?
2: <sighs> um I mean I'll I'll go Nance for this one.
4: Yeah,
1: yes, yeah. um, we know.
2: We know Tristan Thompson yeah. doesn't doesn't block
4: right. shots.
1: So you are you are you gentlemen are correct. It is Nance with zero point six blocks oh my a game. God, <laughs> leading the team. So, <laughs> so <laughs> as <laughs> as we and he's not. What is he sixth or seventh in minutes? Leading the team. I, I don't know if it's the assists or the blocks number that scares me more about how bad that Cavs team is. But so my God,
2: they are unsurprisingly last in the league in assists per game at 19 um and only like they're behind the knicks the trailblazers only have 21 assists a game um and then they are last in blocks by over an entire block um they're (laughs) 2.3 blocks per game the next lowest team is the pistons at 3.6 and then pretty much everyone after that's at four and then it's going up (laughs) by like tenths just you know very progressively um
1: mm. very cool. bad mm. well shannon can you think of any product that might help the calves become a little more manly
4: absolutely hymns for did you know that 66 percent of men lose their hair by age 35 thing is when you start to notice hair loss it's too late it's easier to keep hair you have than to replace the hair you've lost you know, is that, is that hairline slowly starting to move backwards? Oh, got any, baby. Ugh, you got any bald spots? <laughs> yeah. You know, how, okay. how, how, are, how are you going to feel a year from to. now if it's business as usual up there? Mm. So I ask you, do you want a bald spot to pop up or do you want something to do? You want to do something about it first? Do you want your hairline to recede or do you want to do something about it first? There's an easy solution, guys. Turn to science. Check out forhyms.com, a one-stop shop for hair loss, skincare, and sexual wellness. So, yes, also boner pills. You can get those there. Um, if you want if, if if you're like the calves and you're yes, feeling a little is. flaccid on the defensive end of the court, go to forhyms.com. It's really easy. HIMS connects you with the real doctors and medical grade solutions to treat hair loss and all that other good stuff, well-known generic equivalents to name-brand prescriptions to help you keep your hair. No snake oil pills or gas station counter supplements. These are prescription solutions backed by science. And we all know, I don't care how crazy of a conspiracy theorist you are, science is real. It proves things like climate change. (laughs) So order now, RotoWire listeners. will get a free trial of one month for Hims for just five bucks, right now while supplies last. Go there, see website for details. This would cost hundreds if you went to the doctor or pharmacist. This way, you get it delivered to your door instead. No one even knows that you're getting boner pills. So go to forhims.com slash That's f o r h i m s dot com slash R W B A S K E T B A L L.
1: Go there. Tristan now. Thompson. Tristan Thompson, are you listening? <laughs> Forhims.com.
4: Nah, I, I mean, he might not need it because that's why him and Chloe. Uh,
2: Dana, Dana Kardashian.
4: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, that's why they aren't dating
2: anymore, uh, right? Because
1: maybe,
4: my, maybe mm. my boy was popping too many for maybe.
1: <laughs> Yeah, His hair is getting a little pre-surgery LeBron hair. LeBron did something. <laughs> Yeah, LeBron suddenly has a full head of hair. Something went. All right, We've, something happened.
4: I apologize. Uh, yeah, I apologize for making that go off the rails. That's okay. Um,
2: <laughs> I, I'm just Let's I, I, I can't bro- segue to it. There are no segues for this speaking, entire show. Speaking
4: of points, speaking cards. Point a broad topic of the show. Let's go there.
2: Um, so Jamal Murray
1: has been on fire with Gary Harris out um slow down alex so we're now moving on to our broad topic of the show which is point guards alex take us to denver
2: (laughs) (laughs) jamal murray he's been on fire when gary harris has been out lately um from one of our writers sasha yodashkin is that how you pronounce his last name yoda man yoda yoda sasha yoda murray's exceeded his season average playing time of 34 minutes Four times while averaging 24.6 points, 4.6 rebounds, 7.2 assists, 1.4 steals. 1.2 blocks with Harris out. Harris is out again tonight. Um, He's going to return soon, probably. Um, But I think, at least from a DFS perspective, you have to kind of play Murray under these conditions. That's
4: well over 40 fantasy points per game. And what is he? He's probably, I know he's... He's in the seven thousand dollars range, I believe. I'll double check that. Depending on the DFS site you play on, um, usually in that range. On uh, seventy one hundred on D-
1: DraftKings tonight, seventy one hundred
4: middle middle of the pack opponent. Um, not you know not a tough opponent. That's probably gonna be a decent over under for that Denver
2: Charlotte game. Yeah, I love him tonight. Yeah, um, he it's. I mean, and we've mentioned this. We mentioned this. I think it was on our last podcast the rotowire player page tool where if you go to Gary Harris's player page, scroll down past the game logs, you can see how other uh, players on the team perform when that particular player is out. You can check minutes, fantasy points, very useful stuff. I got, I've got one other thing I want to mention about Jamal Murray.
4: Cause last season, he was a very popular uh, mid season trade target for me. Um, he, he showed improvement throughout the season. Like he started off slow October and November were by far his two worst months of the season. And he really started picking it up in December um, and carried that through for the rest of the year. Didn't, you know, average 17 or more points <clears throat> per game for the rest of the season, each month for the rest of the season. Um, had, had a couple months where he shot like 50, 50% from the floor um i love him i think he's going to show improvements from here on out and and whatever his season averages are now they're going to improve between now and the end of the season so if you want to go get somebody who has a higher ceiling than what they're currently producing at i think jamal murray's the guy
2: um ken you you have someone in new york for us that has been taking advantage of another um injury situation
1: uh, yeah, former Shannon favorite Emmanuel Moutier, uh, uh, after a couple of very frustrating seasons, um, is suddenly playable. Or I shouldn't say suddenly, because I think he's got 12 starts now for the Knicks. In uh, last night's uh, Celtics loss, put up 17 points, two boards, six dimes, two trades. Hey, Trey Burke has got that right knee sprain. He's going to be reevaluated this weekend, so we don't quite know how long Burke might be out. Three straight did not plays for Frank Nitlakina. Uh, I just think Moody's ceiling's high.
4: I'm with you, Ken. Um, he's looked good as a starter, and it's actually improved. Um, over the past two weeks, he's averaged over 28 minutes per game. Uh, he's the 83rd-ranked fantasy player on, on Yahoo over that stretch with 16.7 points, three, three boards, 3.7 assists, 1.7 threes. The big bugaboo about Motier in the past was always his shooting percentage like he he's basically yeah. he's, he's very talented yeah. player, um, but he's one of those guys who to be effective needs to be high volume, but he was never efficient enough for a team to put up with that kind of volume. You know he shot thirty six percent as a rookie, thirty seven percent his second year with Denver. He's up to forty five point seven percent right now with the Knicks, um, and again, yeah. that's continued. You know, even even in a holler, higher volume situation over the past two weeks, he's still at forty two percent. So, not not horrible. Um, and
1: frankly, he's he's young enough at twenty two where you, you know you don't want to bury him for bad performance at 19 or 20. You know what Absolutely I mean? Like, yeah. you, you know, somebody has three straight years of 30%, but it's in their mid twenties. Okay. The pattern is clearly set.
4: But Moody is only 22. Exactly. The pedigree's there. Like if he, if he's available in your league, he's only owned in 29% of Yahoo leagues through, you know, most of my research Yahoo seems to have a higher ownership percentage of most players. So that my guess is he's more widely available on CBS or, or ESPN. Um, I think if you're in a twelve-team league, maybe even some ten deeper ten-team leagues, but a twelve-team league, I think he's a must own right now. Uh, you know the thing is, it's, there's yeah. no risk. You pick him up. And if it ends up being garbage, then just drop him for someone else. But right now, he's performing at a clip that worth is worth a look.
1: Or bench him for two more weeks at Trey Burke, and then when Burke gets benched again, you flip him back. Yeah, I think should I think, you have the space.
4: I think it's pretty obvious that Burke's not going to be the answer in New York and the fact that right. they've like you know
1: <laughs> That's true. 12 star in a row, yeah. he Frankie
4: yeah, Smokes yeah. isn't doing anything like you said he's been a DNP so unless the Knicks bring in outside help I think Moody is going to be the guy.
1: Yeah, and why don't the, the Suns. Why don't the Suns try to trade for Frankie Smokes?
4: Um it'd be a good fit. I think there's going I think there's a good chance that a team that is desperate for point guard help, even though I think I think Frankie Smoke's long-term outlook in the NBA might be like a six-man um, or, yeah. or a bench guard. Yeah.
1: Um, and a six-man wing maybe, not a six-man yeah. point
4: guard. I, at this point, at this stage, like he is a good defensive player. Um, and I think so maybe he can turn himself into the next Patrick Beverly. But we'll see.
2: Yeah, what's your trade value when you can't get minutes on the Knicks is kind of part of the issue. But maybe the (laughs) Orlando Magic should just trade for Nilakina and Markel Fultz and just call it. uh, Just do what everyone is clamoring for them to do. Um,
4: One one point guard, let's, let's move on to the next guy. One point guard I've got my eye on is Chris Dunn with the Chicago Bulls. Uh, Dunn is was a popular pick this season. He he really showed off a lot of skills with the Bulls last year. Um, he was a top 70, top 80 fantasy pick in most drafts before getting hurt after, what, I think he played like one half or, or one, one game. All right, so before we move on, uh, we've lost Ken, some technical difficulties, so Alex and I will carry the show from here. Uh, the next point guard we want to discuss is Chris Dunn out of Chicago. Dunn, is he's been ruled out for Friday's game, um, but he he's already practicing again, and there was there was speculation that he may return for Friday um, before today's news came down. So so he's damn close to getting seeing the court again. Um, I love Dunn. He was a top eighty pick in most drafts. Got injured the first game of the season and, and sat out ever since. Um, but he's. Just a a good guy who, who really started to round into shape last season. Um, decent sor- s- source of cheap steals. I'm sorry, cheap steals and cheap assists. Uh, elite steal numbers. Um, mm-hmm. and, and really with, with the way that Bulls team is structured, I mean, Levine's going to have the ball more than he did last year. Levine missed a lot of time last year. But I still think there's inroads for Dunn to pick up five, five and a half assists per game, a couple steals, score you 10 to 12 points, and provide you top 80, top 90 fantasy value with upside for more.
2: Yeah, it's it's interesting now that, you I mean, Jim Boylan's their coach. I mean, what we how we see him utilize Chris Dunn might be different than what Fred Hoiberg was doing last year and what he had in mind, and Chris Dunn returning and Bobby Porgas eventually returning. I mean, that has just as big implications possibly for Zach Levine, Jabari Parker, um, because those guys are just going to see... Um, less usage overall um so yeah done returning is is kind of a that's a it's a very relevant fantasy storyline for a lot of reasons um i mean he he should be
4: a hundred percent owned i mean ten team leagues you should own him. yeah maybe there's eighteen leagues that that are shallow enough that you want uh one you should not be playing in those leagues uh but He's owned. He's he's open. He's available in about twenty seven percent of Yahoo leagues. So if he's if you're in a league that he's available, snatch him up. Like he's a guy who if if you got to choose between Dunn and Moutier, you pick Dunn. Oh yeah, yeah. Dunn, Dunn's the guy. He was eighty second ranked fantasy player based on average game um, last season. That's his floor to me this year. Like the upside is higher than that. So definitely snatch him up. Um, what other point
2: guards do we want to highlight? I just wanted to touch on on Malcolm Brogdon quickly. Um, he's quietly the 20th ranked fantasy player over the past two weeks. He's gotten a little bump from uh, Chris Middleton sitting out. It's basically, just the Chris Middleton situation over the past two games. Um, but he's averaging 19 points, five rebounds, four assists on nearly 60% shooting. Um, and he's really he's the 68th fantasy player on the season. So it's not like this is. I mean, clearly this is a is a hot stretch, but um, he's exceeding his adp by a lot i mean brogdon was going like i don't know 100 120 in a lot of drafts people right. just kind of ignored him um, because they thought that he was probably going to put up identical numbers to last season sure
4: i i thought last season was his was his upside like that was his ceiling you know 13 points three rebounds three assists uh, maybe one steal and one and a half three-pointers. But he's improved across the board this year, not doing anything on the defensive end. But to me, it's it's he's averaging 15.3 points per game, shooting over 52%. That's an elite clip for a guard. Um, it's only 11 shots per game. But, I mean, even the fact that he's taking 11 shots per game is kind of amazing on a team that has Giannis, Brooke Lopez, Chris Middleton, Eric Bledsoe. So it's, it's impressive. This is a guy who... I mean, the three point percentage is at 49 percent. Um, so maybe that'll drop off, but his every percentage is elite ninety seven percent free throws. yeah uh, <laughs> I, which obviously is unsustainable, but when you only take one and a half or one point seven free throws per game, uh, you know it, it, it could it could drop off quickly, I guess. Uh, but he's just he's been way better than I would have ever expected.
2: Right, and he was basically a forty percent three point shooter f- in his first two years as a pro. So, like him, we should expect him to always, sh- almost always shoot over forty percent. Like like you said, forty nine is unsustainable. But and this, a-
4: he's an older rookie as well. I know most folks know him because he, he won Rookie of the Year in, in, in a down season where uh, you know it was kind of a surprise because you have a guy who averaged only 10, 10 points and four assists, to win Rookie of the Year. Um, but he was an older rookie. Uh, he is. 26 he just he turns 26 next week so this is actually his prime mm-hmm. like he is in his prime right now um and and i think we're seeing that uh, again i think there's going to be a little bit of regression but uh he's been a damn good damn pleasant surprise that's true um and did you want to touch on there, yeah there's a couple veterans just to talk about you know from a Kemba walker uh He's just been great. Everyone knows he really that. Has. Yeah, uh, he's been fantastic. It's pretty crazy. I I would actually advise to sell high, and Kimball Walker, um, free agent after the season. There's a good chance I think Charlotte falls off and ends up trading him. Um, I know there's talk that they want to keep him long term, um, but I wouldn't be surprised if he gets traded. And if he gets traded. The odds are it's to a team that has one or two other superstars. Mm. If that happens, then Kemba can't continue to shoulder the the extreme load that he is right now in Charlotte. Um, another guy, uh, veteran Jeff Teague. Jeff Teague has been a consistent staple in fantasy leagues for for a long ass time now, and I really I feel like there's a, another level that we're going to see from Teague this year. He he's currently producing about. Seventy-ish uh, in, in the seventy range for fantasy production. Uh, Twelve points, eight assists, one point two steals, uh, just under one three-pointer. Um, shooting thirty-nine percent, which is really low, and, and he can certainly do better than that. Um, last year, he's he's a career forty-four point five percent shooter from the floor, and that's pretty much every year. It, it's it's like between forty-three and forty-five percent. It's he's always going to get you about forty-four percent. His three point shooting's dropped off a little bit this year. Um, he's dealt with a few small nagging injuries. I think we're going to see him improve as the season goes on. Um, and also the fact that like Derrick Rose had a nice you know two week stretch, that's starting to dip a little bit. I, I really think we're going to see Teague up up his production and be what you know be at least what we've seen in the past few season where it's 15 16 points um the assist i think are going to stay high he's at the eight per game is a career high but i think there's upside for eight or nine mm-hmm. because he's really the main creator for that for that team in minnesota
2: yeah especially now since jimmy butler is not in the picture mm-hmm. um but yeah, I agree i mean kemba walker's taking 20 just over 20 shots a game right now um that also includes 6.3 free throws and 9.13s, all of those are career highs. Um, and, it, yeah, if he gets traded, I'm not really – I don't know what team he goes to that needs 20 shots a game right? Um, from Kemba Walker. And as far as Jeff Teague, Teague is incredibly frustrating. Like, if you play daily fantasy basketball, it'll drive you insane. Um, but in the long run, his his averages generally um, help you in year-long leagues. Like, most recent game, Timberwolves played two days ago. He had three points but 18 assists. So he'll do stuff like that. He'll put up seven points, nine assists. He'll go for 18 and five. It's just, it's kind of all over the place, but over the long run, uh, usually turns into a very playable uh, asset in fantasy.
4: I mean, right now he's he is uh, sixth in the league in assists per game, um, tied with Ben Simmons at eight, eight per game. How many other guys, like who else could you get eight assists or more per game from that's going to cost you that little in fantasy hoops? No one, because all the other guys are top 25 players. You have Kyle Lowry, Ru- Westbrook, Drew Holiday, John Wall, James Harden, Ben Simmons. You know, even below, below Teague, Chris Paul, Jokic, De'Aaron Fox is breaking out. Um, it's really, and then, then you have guys like Trey Young, who's going to kill you in multiple other categories. Oh, yeah. um, that's the guy to target. If you need assists, go target Jeff Teague today.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm actually kind of glad you brought up uh Trey Young because he I mean he fits in this into our point guard discussion. Um he over the past 2 weeks, he's the 187th ranked player, like unplayable in even 14 team leagues is not is hurting your team. Um and I'm sure he's going to bounce back, but over that stretch over the past 14 games, it's been 34.6% from the field. Sixty-seven point nine percent from the free throw line, and he gets there a lot, um, and only handing out five, five assists per game. This was everyone's worst fear, yes, for Trey Young.
4: I mean, it's it could be a just a prolonged uh, cold streak from the floor. You know, he's had he he had like a week where he went zero for four from downtown every single game. Mm. Um, That that could be part of it. I don't know. I, I still like Trey young long term for this season especially for fantasy purposes I mean one he, he his his scorings okay uh, his three-point shootings okay it's not as good as what we expected um, he's only hitting 1.4 three pointers per game this year I mean when you see how many people are hitting over two threes per game you would you would think that would be a minimum of what a guy like Trey young would be producing Um his defense has been pretty non-existent. That's not a surprise. The assists are the one thing that's there. Seven point three assists. You know, he's like top thirteen in the league in assists per game. Um, I think that he's going to be elite in that category for the entirety of his career. Um, but it, it's his shooting and his turnovers are extremely troubling. Um, so for the month of for for the month of November, I mean, he shot thirty five percent. He averaged 4.2 turnovers per game. Um, that's the the three point shooting for November was at 19.8 percent, and in December it's at 11 percent. That's Giannis level bad from the three point line, um, but at a much higher volume. 11 um, percent from downtown, and paired with that is 6.5 turnovers per game. It's only two games in December, all right. But still, it's just it's just. It's been really bad. It's been ugly. I tend to believe this will be the worst stretch for him. This is it. I don't think it'll be worse than this, but it's not gonna be it's not gonna be all peaches like like we saw in October when he was, you know, nineteen nineteen and seven and drilling two and a half, three pointers per game and, and looked like his field goal wasn't gonna be a complete drain on you. It's 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 rough go. I I would part I would part with him in most Yeah, the assists are hard to part with, but if especially in rotisserie leagues, I would I would look at trading him if I could.
2: Yeah, that's um that definitely has to be on the table. And like you said, like long term, um the I mean the Hawks don't shoot the ball well, so his assists are kind of get deflated very often. They they have the seventh worst field goal percentage in the league, and we all know that like it. You still get one assist for a three pointer. It doesn't make a difference. So it's just overall field goal percentage that your team shoots.
4: That was that was the um, I know I was texting my buddy when uh, when they played the Pistons and and Trey Young went for you know he played that game. This was this was about a month ago, um, but he went for you know sixteen sixteen five and six. Um, he was four for nine. He only played twenty three minutes because it was a blowout. The Pistons were up by like twenty points at the end of the first quarter, but at I texted. I texted my buddy Ray, who hates Trey Young. You know, at the end of the first quarter, and I'm like, Trey Young had four assists already, and I'm like, he would have ten assists right now if his teammates could hit a damn shot. They were missing. He was setting them up, and they were missing open shots left and right. Um, so that that is something to consider too. Like if he were on a better team, his seven point three assists per game would probably be like nine.
2: Yeah. Um. But. Uh, as we all know, basketball season is here. We've partnered up with DraftKings here at RotoWire. You can give a six month membership to RotoWire for free. All you have to do is go to rotowire.com slash DraftKings. You sign up for a new ac- account, you make a $10 deposit or more, and you get six month access to all tools and sports on our website, rotowire.com. So you'll get our DFS lineup optimizers, you'll get weekly rankings, premium articles, full season draft software. Tons of stuff, all for $10. And then you can enter, use that $10 to enter it into contests on DraftKings to potentially win more money. So all you have to do, go to rotowire.com slash DraftKings and follow the instructions. Um, Disclaimer, eligibility restrictions apply. New DraftKings users only. See DraftKings.com for details. Uh, We already talked a little bit about some DFS options tonight. Um, but we'll we'll get a little more in depth here. Um, I guess to lead us off, Shannon.
4: I mean, the the main guy who I first plugged in my lineups when I was sat in the last night was Bam in Miami mm-hmm. uh, with with Whiteside out. I think him and, and Kelly olinick are, are the two guys who really benefit from it. But Bam's the one that i'm all in on um he's just he has crazy he has a crazy ceiling from a fantasy from an individual game like fancy perspective mm-hmm. um we saw um god what, what was it it was a, a week or two ago i think it was maybe it was thanksgiving when he had a 16 and 21 game and had over 50 fantasy points on DraftKings. um uh, so bam's only 4200 uh with like i said with white side out i'm going with them uh if you look on our player page we've got that awesome average fantasy points um for for the uh for the heat team members whenever Whiteside sits again it's not it, it's only been one game um but that one game bam bam saw a 10 point bump he went from 20 fantasy points per game on DraftKings to to 30 um Josh Richardson actually saw a huge bump that game as well, um, and and Olenek was the other one. Um, any of those three, and, and we'll see. I mean, we'll see is, is Dragic gonna play? I think that's to be determined. He questionable, yeah, he's questionable right now, so that factors into it as well. So I, I could see any of those three guys being an option um, for for DFS on DraftKings. Even Richardson's kind of had, has his price deflated a little bit. He dropped down to under seven thousand. Uh, for the first time and f- I think it's been a couple weeks at least because he's he's coming off a couple bad games, but that's purely just two bad shooting nights. you know he still played 39, 32 minutes in those games. So if he bounces back, he's another guy who cost under seven thousand sixty seven, sixty seven hundred, dollars and you could see 40, 45 fantasy points from.
2: Yeah, um, I do want to mention that the last time Whiteside was out, James Johnson was not available. So that also factors into maybe some Kelly Olenek minutes, and I was thinking about like you can I, Kelly Olenek also a fair play in this situation because he put up thirty eight fantasy points last time Whiteside was out, but at the same time um, he is going to also be playing a lot of power forward in those scenarios because Adebayo is going to spend a lot of time at center, um, so you may it may be an interesting pivot, especially if Dragic plays, you maybe do like a Dragic, you could do like a Dragic out of bio pairing, which I think would be really interesting um, in DFS. And I I guess the game we touched on before is this Philly Detroit game, which just got, it it was interesting before Embiid got ruled out and it's still interesting Um, because now you can play Drummond, who like you previously mentioned, was discounted um, because he uh, cannot deal with Joel Embiid. Um, but with Embiid beat out, we know Drummond can put up like 60, 70 DraftKings points, um, and there's going to be pretty much nobody to box him out. I mean, it's either Mike Mascala, which that's not, that's not going to happen, and Amir Johnson, who like – that's a better shot, but there's a reason Amir Johnson plays like 10 minutes a game. Um, and so I think you can go Drummond, and then like you mentioned, it was a great idea. The Ben Simmons, Jimmy Butler – that's gonna be the show. I mean, they they lost all their depth when they traded for Butler. Um, so now when one of their top three offensive options are out, the other the other two are I think gonna be the ones who really just benefit the most. Maybe JJ Reddick in there too, mm-hmm. if you're trying to save some money.
4: Yeah, I mean any any of those guys, I, I really Drummond, I know he was one of the first guys that jumped out when I looked at DraftKings pricing last night because he was only he was eighty six hundred and that's just that's pretty cheap for Drummond. He's coming off a couple bad games. Um, but we know it's very easy for him to go off and get 50 or 60 fancy points just because by default, he gets a ton of rebounds most nights. Um, and then I saw, I saw the opponent I'm like, Oh, it's Philly. And Bede's going to clown him again. And it's going to be embarrassing. And Drummond will probably fall out in 24 minutes or something. Um, but with, with beat out, it just, it, it changes everything for me. I, I, I am going to look at trying, I'm going to try to get them into my lineup. Um, like you said, Butler Simmons, two other guys
2: who I really like as well. Yeah. Um, I just for just as we were talking here, try to throw together together a super quick lineup. Just what guys we have been talking about. You can do a Murray Butler, Ben Simmons, Kelly Olenek, Andre Drummond, JJ Reddick, Bam Adebayo, Terrence Ross. Like you can, you can do that. Um, and that was just I put that together in five seconds. I'm not saying it's the one with the highest upside, right. but it works theoretically. And all those guys, pretty much everyone in here, you have the argument that they're going to exceed value, except Terrence Ross, who I just threw in there. But we all know he can get hot. They're playing Indiana, who don't ha- with Old Depot out, they don't have much wing defense. Um, and so um, that's an option. Um,
4: another, a uh, couple other guys I like. Sure, uh, I like Sexton. Sexton against Sacramento. Um, The the reason why—Sexton hasn't been fantastic, right? I mean, he's usually somewhere in the 20s, between 20 and 29 fancy points. He's averaging 23 fancy points per game. Uh, George Hill just returned recently. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, with Sexton, even though George Hill just returned a few games ago, the past two games, Sexton still saw—he saw 32 and 35 minutes. The fact that he's still getting that kind of run— with George Hill back, just it, it makes me him more appealing to me. Um, he's dropped below five thousand dollars probably because of Hill's return, but the minutes are still there, so that's why it's confusing to me. I mean, this is the first time he's been under five thousand um, dollars in at least the past 10 games, so to me, at 4,900. Is he probably he probably only going to get you like twenty eight fantasy points? But there's upside for more, given the the volume of of shooting and usage that he has, and, and the fact that he's playing those kind of minutes.
2: Right, and yeah, like you mentioned, I mean, he's still he's taking fourteen. He took fourteen shots. Most recent game, the game before that, he took sixteen. I mean, he's still always in that range, um, and he's he he made all three of his three point attempts last game um what really makes or break him is
4: whether as far as a fantasy night goes is whether or not he can pick up you know a steal a block mm -hmm. a couple more assists you know because because he's only averaging two and a half assists per game uh half half a steal per game so if he he's scoring just fine scoring just damn fine right you know so if you can get those 18 or 18 to 20 points and hopefully he picks up a few more assists. He gets your four or five assists, a steal or two. Then he's looking like a great value at 4,900. Um, one other guy is Jonathan Isaac. He's at 4,300. Um, playing Indy, not not the greatest of matchups, but I just like the fact that Isaac's kind of starting to round into, into form after missing a lot of time because of injury last year. Uh, or, I'm sorry, the earlier this season. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> Not not great, but it's like twenty five to thirty minutes are there every single night, and, and he has upside for a crazy defensive night. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he he had a five steal game or, or a five block game already this year, and, and he has an upside where he can get you like five combined steals and blocks. And if he does if he does okay in the other categories, you know, ten to twelve
2: points, five six seven rebounds, that'll look like a really good fancy night at forty three hundred. Right, and he took seven three point attempts in the most recent game, He only made one of them, but the fact that he's being more aggressive um or at least was in recently from the three point line helps because uh, we know actual percentage doesn't count in DFS. um you get the three point bonus on Draftkings. um and yeah, I mean if you if you the, the depending on how you like to put out your lineup together, if you get Jonathan Isaac and Sexton in your lineup for essentially a combined like 8500 or I guess probably closer to 9,000, they'll probably have, I assume the ownership on those guys would be very low. And that's kind of when you're trying to win a tournament, when you're trying to place high in a tournament, those guys can play a huge factor. Absolutely.
4: All right, moving on from DraftKings. It's time to check out Prize picks. Myprizepicks.com. Tired of the grinding trying to win on DraftKings or FanDuel? Where you're spending so much time trying to set the perfect lineup. And we were trying to just help you with, only to fall short of winning big. Well, our friends at Prize Picks have created the most simple and fast daily fantasy game. All you have to do is choose over or under correctly on a player's fantasy point projections to win. No competing against thousands of pros like Alex and I while trying to meet a salary cap. Win prize picks. With prize picks, it's just versus the projections. Prize picks has new boards up each and every day covering players from the NFL, NBA, NHL, PGA, MLS. They're also the first to allow you to make cross-sport entries. That's really interesting. I need to check that out. So you can go under on LeBron while taking the over on Todd Gurley. Sign up today and use promo code WIRE, W-I-R-E, when you sign up to get free two-pick entry to win $25. Go to my MyPrizePicks.com or Download their app prize picks available in the Apple Store. Uh, also, you get an instant 200% match on your first deposit. So, go sign up now. Prize pick myprizepicks.com daily fantasy sports simplified. So, no, Ken, do we still do this old man rant? I think yeah. you would. I, I, you know, I, I don't know enough about uh modern pop music mm. to, to even have a rant, so I. I'm going to turn this into my own, um, man, my, I I don't, I don't have, I don't have an old man. Rant. Modern pop music sucks, but I stopped listening to music. All I listen to is podcasts and talk radio. <laughs> like there was a, uh, there was a top five impact, uh, m- musical impacts on NBA players. Um, Stephen A and someone else was doing it. And one of the people they mentioned was, uh, Amigos? Is that is that a thing? There is. I've I've never heard a (laughs) amigos song. Like the only reason why I've heard a Drake song is because he was like in a sprint commercial. Like yeah, they play it everywhere. Childish Gambino. Um, I love Donald Glover as an actor Mm -hmm. and a comedian, but you know until This Is America came out, I had I had never listened to any of his music. Hmm.
2: It's good. There is. But. This is what happens when you get old, folks. Right. It's so late, You don't know man. who Migos are. Don't know who Ariana Grande is. I know who Ariana Grande okay. is. Okay. Come on, man. Ken oh. thinks she ruined Saturday Night Live, according to this old man rant. The
4: Saturday Night Live got ruined about 25 years ago. I was going to say, yeah. So, well, okay. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Um, all right. Now, let's, mo- let's move on, then. That's the rant. It wasn't much of one. No. That's just how pathetic I am. Uh. All right. RotoWire Keeper League and NFBKC updates. Uh, we've got Ken's in second place in the Keeper League. I'm in ninth. Alex is 12th. Still, it's, it's the same place as last year, I think. But I just made a big trade. I got Jimmy yes. Butler. I had two big trades Jimmy Butler, uh, James Harden, and Robert Covington. So uh, I, I feel like I'm going to be moving up here very soon. Uh, NFBKC, Alex and DJ. Holding down the fort. You guys are leading um your are 28th overall in, in the main championship. That's well ahead of Ken, Whalen, and I. Um
2: what what has carried your guys' team in that league? That's uh, I think I mean it's it's interesting because like we've had some injuries as far as um uh Draymond's been out. Um, but,
4: you, but you have like you got
2: you got Clay Thompson for cheap. We have we got um, CJ McCollum. Like even yeah. Lonzo Ball. Like Jabari Parker was helping. The the quick start from Javale McGee was really helpful. Mm-hmm. And he's not as potent as he was earlier in the year, but he's still kind of doing his thing. Um, we so what are you gonna
4: do now? Like with with a guy like Javale, who you know isn't he isn't gonna be able to help you as much uh, moving forward. At least I don't believe. So what are you gonna do? How are you gonna How are you gonna counter that? I mean, on your bench, I guess you have Draymond. You're gonna be able to plug Draymond in. Mm-hmm. Bobby Portis gets back soon. He's on your bench too. So you're just hoping that I'm not even sure if either one of those guys is center eligible in NFBKC. I'm assuming one of them. Hopefully, one of them is. Um, no, no, no for Draymond, and no for. Oh man,
2: that's fine. We can bump Wiggins out.
4: That blows. Yeah, I mean, you'll still be able to bump other players out, but it, it's. I mean, Kevin Durant. There, here's a common theme that I've seen: <laughs> is if your team's doing well this year, there's a good chance you have Kevin Durant on it. Yeah. Um, even Nick Whalen, he's in uh, first in our RotoWire stake League, and he's got Kevin Durant. Like, right. so it's like you avoid big injuries. Like, none of your top three guys have gotten hurt. Mm. Um, and, and then you have Kevin Durant, who's just been been a stud, especially since Curry's been out. So. You guys have a solid team. I still think the big men will be
2: an issue. Yeah, we 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 were trying to stream centers, and that can work because sometimes you get a center on a four game week, and it can be someone. It can be someone as garbage as like not garbage, but like Mason Plumley. If or, you get Mason or Muscala or, or Muscala, like if that. you get Muscala, you know, on a four game week or Mason Plumley on a four game week, like we have Alex Len right now. But um, yeah, we picked up Fultz. We tried to get Markeith Morris but got outbid for him, which is not surprising because that's a pretty um that's a pretty big pickup. He
4: should not have been he should not have been dropped. He should have been owned on rosters already. It's un-
2: unbelievable like, uh, actually. Yeah, it really is. I was pretty shocked when I saw that.
4: But you guys Julius Randle's been doing really well for you. Um I don't believe NFBKC changes uh position eligibility in season either, so that's kinda lame. Um I know there were. I actually emailed them about it and didn't get a response. But there was a couple players who I was. Oh, it was Justin Holiday was only guard eligible, and oh, that doesn't I'm, make sense. Yeah, I'm like, how, I'm like, all he does is play small forward. Like, how is this possible? Mm-hmm. Um, but eh, whatever, whatever. <laughs> so you got, you guys, you guys doing well, doing well. All right, now this this kind of we only had Ken for half the pod. We did so mispronounced names do we even have any i know he frankie smokes he tried to say it and he was mostly okay
2: it was good enough okay that's all i expect from anybody all right um i think that does it for us um so thank you everybody for joining us uh on the road to wire fantasy basketball podcast it is presented by DraftKings. normally ken gives us a quote um i don't I don't know exactly because uh, li- we still have the previous quote in here. I think this is the one we used last time.
4: Well, let's run about it back. Lonzo we'll, Ball. We'll do it again. So for we're going to Snoop Dogg for some wisdom. Who said about Lonzo Ball? His father put him in the lion's den with some pork chop drawers on. All right.
2: Um, <laughs> and that that so that apparently reminds Ken of one of his favorite Cheers quotes from Norm when asked, "How's it going, Norm?" norm answered it's a dog eat dog world out there and i'm wearing milk bone underwear um we don't have a train noise for ken either this is just, just this is just choo-choo. the hard out choo-choo. just choo choo we'll play the music